0: Balance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your cantankerous candidate, Frank Eastman.
1: And I'm your lovable office companion, Derek
0: Lewis. Our weekly agenda includes addressing some audience questions and taking on a few issues from the internet. But first for the daily stand-up
1: frank have you ever eaten ham to make yourself feel better i i need an honest answer here
0: not not recently for reasons that folks may remember if they listen to the show on the reg being that i'm allergic to pork
1: yeah uh i keep forgetting that maybe i should have broadened it broadened out a little bit more have you ever ate have you ever eaten deli meat just for the sole purpose of making yourself feel better
0: Oh, God, yes. I mean, okay,
1: constantly, all the time, good.
0: All the time. I, I have a fistful of roast chicken just just this minute.
1: Well, okay, that, that makes me feel better then. It ha- it actually has very little to do with, with my daily stand-up topic that I am bringing today. <laughs> maybe not Maybe not. none to do with it, uh, but, but not enough. All right, so today I wanted to talk about, in, in, a, in a turn of events, I have a daily stand-up that I would like to talk about. Which is nostalgia.
0: Nostalgia.
1: Yes. Uh, so before before I launch into my 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 story, that will probably be a winding tale about why I bring this up. How do you feel about nostalgia in general?
0: I mean, nostalgia is pretty much religion for the millennials at this point.
1: Right. But you personally, like, like, do you find that you are a nostalgic person, or do you just kind of not care about it
0: Derek I live in the now <laughs> <laughs> no I I mean I I feel nostalgic from time to time I I I have generally spent a lot of time trying to make my life more into what I want it to be and so I don't have too much in the way of like Memories of Halcyon days where I, you know, was sitting in my footy pajamas, eating cereal, watching cartoons, although I still get some of that when I see He-Man <laughs> or the Thundercats. Right. But you know,
1: honestly, like I'm very similar to you. Like I I don't really honestly, my life is a lot better now than it was like when I was a kid, like just just full stop. Um, so I don't really like have a whole lot of like positive attachments to stuff that was from my, my childhood and stuff. Um, so like, I don't, I'm not typically nostalgic. Like typically I'm like the other way. Like if I hear like, um, <laughs> like Lincoln park or something, like I'm just going to cringe because that, you know, that used to be a part of my life and it's, it's no longer a part of my life. And I, I wish it hadn't been a part of my life maybe. Um, but the, the reason I asked that. Um, you know, me being not normally a nostalgic person. Um, so I was listening to my, to Spotify release radar, which typically like is 90% like wide miss, like, (laughs) like I'm flipping, it normally takes me 60 seconds to get through my release radar, um, and dislike every single thing. Um, 30, I
0: I don't even know what this is. Although from, from context, I think, yeah,
1: I think you can figure it out. um yeah yeah so it's just a, a playlist where they think they know what you would like to hear that had come out in the last week um so I'm flipping through like nope 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 garbage 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 and all of a sudden um a song from dashboard confessional plays uh Frank do you know who dashboard N- confessional are new dashboard confessional yeah <laughs> It is not. It's not new. They have decided to re-record their old stuff. Now, it, they're basically they're they're re they're
0: <laughs> not just re-release. They're re-recording it. They are. They.
1: It's basically called like uh, then and now. Uh, so they take their old albums and they're recording them now, uh, all acoustic, uh, which they're acoustic mostly anyway. Um, but Dashboard Confessional is one of the uh, premier emo acoustic bands from the early 2000s and if if I could say that it heralded in the vanguard of whiny white boys with guitars like they were they were the he was one of the four horsemen of <laughs> the white boy apocalypse <laughs> like because I, I, because really it seems like around that era that's when you really um I'm sure you always had some of it, but you but you started to have the stereotype of just the the white boy on a college campus or a high school campus like playing guitar to to try to to woo women. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I,
1: that that existed before. I know we were not the first generation to do it, but we were the first generation to do it in 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 tight pants,
0: <laughs> <laughs> tight pants and <laughs> eyeliner.
1: Um, and so like. Did you get your tight
0: pants and eyeliner back out? I didn't.
1: I, I, you know, I I didn't. um, You know, I didn't wear tight pants. I, I was, I was not of the form that they sold tight pants for at Hot Topic. Um, They did not say
0: it. All of my pants are kind of tight pants, depending (laughs) on whether I had some pizza (laughs) for dinner.
1: Yeah, your your definition of tight pants, Uh, but no, they weren't uh, the straight leg jeans or anything. But um, so. So this transported me back to, like, just solidly the age of 16. So, like, the 2001-2002 the era, um, when I was a young guy who, who was learning to play guitar. Uh, and uh, it, honestly, this was a boon for, white, for waspy white kids that wanted to learn how to play guitar because you just had to learn... I don't know, six Dashboard confessional songs. And you could keep, you could keep a crowd like, you could creep, you could keep a uh, early 2000s youth group going, and sing a uh, sing along for like the better part of an hour. Um, and that was my jam. Like that was, that was what I was trying to do. I was trying to get all the Christian white girls to, to follow me home like the Pied Piper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, I'm not I'm not necessarily proud of uh of my of my actions in the early 2000s as as it pertains to to this
0: weird. Is anybody proud of their actions in the early 2000s?
1: I think full stop. No. But um, but it's it's kind of weird to like just out of left field, like with no warning whatsoever. Uh, I think I, I felt like I needed a countdown um for the nostalgia punch that i was about to receive i was driving that's fucking rude like <laughs> i was <laughs> i was almost a danger to pedestrians by by how taken aback i was um and so and so do, do you do you know what i spent uh the rest of the weekend doing
0: oh god was it re listening to all your old emo it is
1: re listening to all my old emo Um, I didn't have my old playlist. I don't have my old CDs, but I feel like, like I was able to, to conjure up some mixtape, uh, mixtape, um, facsimiles. Um, it has been a weird weekend. Like, (laughs) like, and I, I, I shit you not. Like earlier today, I was concerned that I, that I wouldn't be able to record because my voice was so like torn up from singing at the top of my lungs. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, god! Oh god! Oh, it was—it was just the weirdest thing of like being transported back, and all of a sudden, all I want to do is just roll down the windows and and blast Dashboard Confessional and scream and hair for dyed
0: lungs. black, and you got that one like lock in the front that just keeps falling in front of your eyes and
1: you know that's the good thing. Is that is that you know the, the emo kids that followed uh Dashboard Confessional, they weren't like your like Lincoln Park style emo kids. Like they were they were less of the eyeliner in black, like more of like the the sandals, tight pants, and like a thrift store shirt. So uh. Yeah, so you didn't really have to like conform all that much. It was a very low effort, uh, subgroup, which is just right up my alley.
0: I so. like my alternative subgroups to <laughs> have a nice, you know, conformist identity.
1: A uniform.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but
1: no, I um, did, how how did you feel about because you were. I mean, how old were you at the in two thousand one? So, like in your mid early twenties, something like that.
0: Yeah, I was in I was in my twenties at that point. And how
1: how did you feel about uh, dashboard confessional people?
0: I I think it could be summed up with, oh god.
1: <laughs> I I feel like I feel like that does say a lot like that that is still happening to this day like people like me who like dashboard confessional are still bringing that reaction uh about not about you know non-dashboard confessional things on a nearly daily basis um we're just keeping it alive i like it
0: i just i i I guess i somehow didn't get into the emo music at, at like during the emo phase I think I was just slightly too old for it. I was just slightly too old for a lot of things like officially I think I'm classified as a millennial or a Gen Xer i right. I'm, I'm in between those two states, and so I'm too young for all the cool Gen X stuff uh-huh <laughs> and i'm and I'm too old for all the cool millennial stuff so right I, like I don't have. <laughs> big gut feelings about emo or, uh, the Rugrats. Um, <laughs> there oh. are very little, There there are very few things from Nickelodeon that I'm like, Oh man. <laughs> and, and
1: I can't say that I, I'm disappointed for you because for the most part, like that stuff doesn't, doesn't do it for me. Um, but like, so not not to be too telling but like you have described yourself as you know a you know having a fairly strong either goth phase or goth streak. Uh was that purely a fashion thing or was that a uh, a musical lifestyle as well?
0: I mean it it was it was music as well. Uh some of the later in stuff, I mean, like Depeche Mode. Yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna go f- as far back as Joy Division uh-huh. and you know as far forward as Nine Inch Nails. Okay, and and that sort of frames you know my my listening aesthetic. Uh huh. Oh man, now now I'm having feelings, <laughs> Jerry, Don't
1: I was my my so my follow up question to that was going to be like, how would you react if you were just driving down the road like? In a, in a couple of days, and all of a sudden, you heard like a new a, a a new old Joy Division song just out of nowhere, not on a playlist that that had anything to do with it. Just just heard it. What would your where would your mind go?
0: I mean, honestly, I think my reaction would be, "Who did this <laughs> and <laughs> why?" <laughs> I mean, like.
1: Like most things, I think that anything that came out of the late '90s and early 2000s, they're best left there. I think carte blanche. We can say, just let them go.
0: Yeah, and I'm sort of mid to late '80s, early '90s. Those are those are the things that I remember. But I'm also of that strange age that those things feel contemporary to me. Right, like. I still listen to Nine Inch Nails on a fairly regular basis, unironically. <laughs> well, because like
1: of the ones to be kind of the uh, the graduating class of those of that goth phase, I think Nine Inch Nails was definitely uh, one of the better ones for sure, um, and that's why they stuck around for so long. Um, I mean, <laughs> I can't remember what what song it was, but they they had they had a song that they wrote for like I think the Lego movie or something. It it may not even be the Lego movie, but it's it's something like the Lego movie. Like so Nine Inch Nails is creating what? songs for for like mainstream like children's programming. That's... Oh
0: I'm sure. Oh <laughs> uh, god
1: Oh <laughs> uh, I mean is it no what you you die a villain or die a hero or live long enough to see or to become a villain or something. Same yeah. thing happens with with the things you like. Either you die while they're still cool or you live long enough to see them become a complete farce.
0: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I saw Tool on my birthday and they still rock the fuck out. So, <laughs> want to hey. take an audience question?
1: Let's do it.
0: Guys, what's the etiquette for after work happy hour get together? I'm not much of a drinker, and my commute is pretty gnarly as it is, but every week my company hosts a round of drinks at a local bar for my team, and it really feels like I'm expected to attend. Is there any way out of this without seeming like a dweeb? From Sober in Schenectady.
1: I think that's Schenectady. Schenectady. (laughs) Hence why it was alliterative.
0: Ah, sober and schenectady. Ah, that makes much more sense.
1: Sober <laughs> and Schenectady. Yeah,
0: sober and uh, Schenectady.
1: <laughs> I didn't I'm I didn't come on here to make fun of you, Frank. I'm sorry. On the other hand, uh I I will also not make fun of this person because I'm afraid they are me.
0: Are you a teetotaler, Derek?
1: No, I'm not a I'm not a teetotaler. I mean, frankly, there are way more fun things to do than, than alcohol. Um and and it's rolling around the United States of being more legal. so maybe eventually uh we'll have some fun around here in these parts. <laughs> I know you're you're in good shape now because you're in Seattle now. Um, but but around here it's no. Um, but i I don't know what the appeal of going no, okay, I take it back. I do know the appeal of going to a, you know, a bar after work. That's for. Single people who like don't get enough social interaction, uh, and they want a little more.
0: (laughs) Do we get enough social interaction, Derek? I think I would argue on that front. (laughs) Fuck
1: that. I get plenty, I get all I need. That's the thing. The threshold for people is different. Some people require lots of social interaction. Me, 10 minutes a day, I'm I hit my quota. I'm full up,
0: full up. Especially work stuff, like, I, well, we all know the kind of person that I am. (laughs) (laughs) And that kind of person is also the kind of person that's like, I've had to spend all day with all of you. Uh Uh-huh. Now is my time to go away.
1: (laughs) Especially on, like, work trips, where...
0: Oh, yeah, I remember when we had to travel a lot. uh, Right. a A couple of jobs back at this point. And we traveled a lot together, and that was good. That was a good time. It was a good thing that, you know, you had a friend in me. Right. Um, because otherwise, that just, that, that got so agonizing because it was all day with those people, and then the <laughs> only thing that you had to do was either hide in a room or go out with those people. Like, there was there right. was no one else.
1: Right. And and that's, that's the thing. Like, and, and I'm with you, too, like... Um, as much as I like you and, and most of the people that I, that I worked with like once I'm locked in forcibly in a room with a, any group of people for the better part of nine hours um, like one more sentence from I- anybody and they're getting the punch to the jugular like we are we are quickly approaching the point at which Derek has had too much social interaction
0: um, I mean we were all staying in the same hotel <laughs> A hotel that had a restaurant on the first floor. Uh-huh. And it was a hard fucking emotional ask <laughs> for me to go from my room to the hotel restaurant. I
1: mean, um, okay, uh, we probably had, what, four or five of those trips together where it was all week. Uh, and, like, how many times did we leave the hotel to go to a restaurant? Like, maybe <sighs> once per trip.
0: Yeah, I think once or twice per trip was about it.
1: Like the rest of the time, like we we would we would begrudgingly text each other, it's like, Hey, uh delivery's not going anymore. Do you want to go downstairs and get some food? And I could hear the Oh Fine <laughs> from <laughs> Fine. over the text.
0: <laughs> that was that was the invisible sound of me realizing I have to find my fucking shoes. <laughs>
1: Like like whenever you text somebody, it's the the dot 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 of them starting to reply. Then it goes silent, and then it comes back, and they're like, "Okay, that sounds good." <laughs> they had that moment of like, "Oh God, damn it!"
0: <laughs> it was so. No, it doesn't, you liar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry to be to be the person to blow the lid off the whole thing, but that's that's what it means. Um, but no, like it, it, it. Sometimes it's so frustrating, like whenever you know we we like i said i like people i like the people i work with but like after i'm in my room like decompressing like if i get a text from somebody hey do you want to go anywhere it could be any the, anything could follow those those you know series of words and my my first thought in in my mind is but i already took off my pants like <laughs> it's really that's the dividing line of whether or not I'm I'm willing to go somewhere. If I have to Derek's
0: put in his tidy whities, we don't there's nothing else <laughs> I mean, happening today.
1: I'm not a tidy whity man, but I but once once them jeans come unbuckled, that's that's a hard stop. <laughs> Derek is in for the night. <laughs> uh, takeout will have to push the food under the door. Lest they see something they can't unsee.
0: Now, part of it now part of the original question was that that they don't drink. And one thing that is that is interesting that I've heard about and have actually seen is more and more interesting nightlife spots specifically designed to not necessarily be alcohol based.
1: I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think I understand. Say that one more I- time.
0: I know. It's very weird. (laughs) We actually stopped by one uh, last night. Because one of the things about living here in the Pacific Northwest during summer is it never gets dark. We've got like four hours of darkness. So at 930 at night, the sun starts to set. God damn. Really? so it... It feels like the afternoon up until everything is already closed. Oh. And so we That's gonna be a weird
1: like twilight zone of like not really being able to know what time it is.
0: Jeez. Oh yeah. It it has been very weird the last couple of weeks. Well, just last night we had gone out to dinner and going out to dinner we arrived like just in time to close out the restaurant. Wow.
1: And it was still light outside, basically.
0: Yeah, and it was still light outside. And, and it had just gotten dark by the time we left the restaurant when they closed. And then we found like a, a boba milk uh, tea sort of shop, okay that was listed as staying open until like 11 o'clock at night. Nice, decent. So we we're just like, yeah, let's go let's go get you know some dessert. We'll have a, a tea while we get there. And this place is fucking jumping, really? <laughs> it is the happen and hang for all sorts of people. It is packed like a popular bar. Wow! And in fact, it took a while to get in to order. And there was like electronica music and everything else going on. And then, you know, bubble tea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, do you think it's
1: do you think it's a uh, something where it just caters to to a larger age range of people like to give them more options or do you think it's just like bars are too noisy and dark let's go somewhere where we can have the electronica drown our our awkwardness i don't know
0: i mean it it seemed it had like the same feel as a bar so it was kind of darker and it was kind of you know there was music the doors were open there were people all over the place sort of just hanging out like chilling outside by their cars and stuff it very much felt like, you know, rolling up at a popular dive bar, except the only thing this dive bar serves is slushies and bubble tea. I
1: I don't. There's something missing from this equation.
0: like It's the kids these days. They're not drinking as much.
1: Well, I mean, I don't want the kids to drink anyway. Like that's <laughs> just I mean, like like on one hand, if if it's like an age thing, I do I do genuinely get that because like, you know, around like the Birmingham area, there was literally nothing to do um if you weren't 21. Like you literally could not go anywhere. Like this is like oh, yeah. Yeah. pre-trampoline parks, pre um Ice cream parlors, like I guess I had ice cream, but not like the the trendy places. Um right. pre go karts, like pre anything that catered to anything but but people that want to get drunk. Like so so I get it. Like it's appealing, but at the same time, like do you think people are starting to, to pop up more of those because of a necessity? Or do you think it's the other way around? Like the like the 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 bunch of them opening up is leading to more people going to them instead of bars.
0: I think it's one of the, I think the the demand is creating the market for these things to, to happen. Uh, And I, I haven't, I've seen a couple of articles, I haven't really read them, that's talking about this. That it seems to be sort of a new thing that's going on is that people are looking for and finding and creating places to go do stuff that doesn't involve getting absolutely blotto.
1: I mean, you know, I, I totally get that because th- that's honestly one of the reasons that I don't, I don't drink a lot is because like, if I, if I go somewhere, like I'm, I'm out of the house, it's, it's an effort. Um, I want to remember it. Like <laughs> it's, it's at least enough effort to remember it. So like, why I get put it? on
0: pants for this?
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get drunk after I put on pants. That's, that's <laughs> a personal rule of mine. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can totally see that. Like even now, like even when I can drink and, and do occasionally enjoy a drink, um, it, I guess it would be fun to sometimes just go in there and I don't know, like play a board game or just like, I don't know. I, I, this is getting dangerously close to, to like unforced socialization, which, (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm just going out to have fun with people, Who? without any alcohol. What? What's wrong? With me? <laughs> what's wrong with me? What oh. happened? Oh man. Um, I I can somewhat see the appeal though, because I'm I'm old enough to drink f- for real, but I'm <laughs> also I'm old enough now that I can have one beer or I can have all the beer. Uh huh. And I'm going to feel like shit the next day. Right. Like, I can I can have just one, and the next day I'm going to wake up, and it's going to feel like a dog is crapped in my <laughs> mouth, and my eyes are all sandy. Or I can completely tie one on uh-huh. and get silly, stupid drunk, and the next day, wake up, and it's like a dog crapped in my mouth, and my eyes are all sandy. It's like, I, damned if I do, damned if I don't, right. so I might as well drink, you know, a lot if i'm going to drink at all right or more and more often i will i'll be honest i've just i'm not drinking as much as i used to
1: yeah at all i'm I'm concerned that this that this may be an age thing because uh a couple months ago or something like that i made the same decision like i either had to to not drink any because you know I, i didn't want to feel like crap um or I had to decide to cancel my plans for the next day. Like, <laughs> and if I have to cancel my plans, uh, then then it's going to get wild. So that's why it doesn't ever get wild, because <laughs> I don't know. As much as I talk about canceling plans, I'm really not making a strong case for any of this.
0: <laughs> so I think I think the way out of this, without seeming like a dweeb, is you suggest everybody goes to a late night boba bar.
1: Uh, sure, sure. Give it a shot.
0: Is that, <laughs> See, is that maybe not? Is that not going to do the thing, Derek? Is that? I, I'm wrong just,
1: I'm just like playing this, playing the tape out inside of my head about this. A, a, a group of men in their you know mid 30s uh, are deciding where to go, and one of them says, "Hey, there's a new trendy Japanese boba tea place. Why don't we go and and get some?" some tach- tapioca pearls. Um I'm I'm not sure that would go well. Like like maybe people are 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 more down for for whatever nowadays, but like I just don't see that going well.
0: Well, if it doesn't go well, then you're you're freed from having to go to the happy hour.
1: Oh. So whether they follow you or not is irrelevant. Either way. Exactly. Oh, well, then it's a so perfect you, you plan. You don't have to
0: drink. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See, I may be, I may be using this as the uh, the nuclear get out of jail free card. Um, I may, I may, people may think I'm a weeaboo. At least I don't have to talk to people.
0: Think, Derek. <laughs> Fuck off, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Want to hit an issue from the internet?
1: Yes. Let us do that. All right. Um, I'm gonna apologize for this one out it, uh, ahead of time, cause this one's a mess, and I tried to clean it up, but I didn't do a good job. But I I couldn't not read it. So, so we just gonna do it. Hit me. All right. This question is entitled: How do I respond when someone answers yes when I ask would anyone like the last item by Ethan Field? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I get it, but like, I get it. (laughs) So today at work, we had a tray of donuts. My colleague called out to the office, I'm going to have the last one unless anyone else would like it. At this point, I realized that I don't ever, I don't think I've ever heard anyone respond saying that they would like the last thing. And neither had any of my colleagues, which made me curious about how you would actually respond to that. In the UK, it is fairly common to ask a question, uh, and there's a lot of like uh, uh, OU's and stuff like that, like Kalur and whatnot here, so I do believe this person uh, is from the UK. Um,
0: foreigners. Uh,
1: yes, foreigners. Damn, they're invading us again. It's fairly common to ask a question like, I'm going to eat the last thing unless anybody wants it. Such questions are a common way of declaring to people that you would, in fact, like the last thing that you're offering to others. So it's a bit strange when someone someone would reply yes. I don't know how to respond when someone would do that. If I were to ask a question like the one above, and someone were to say that they wanted that last thing, what's the best way to respond?
0: I mean, the only (laughs) way you can respond... Lick it, right? Is to lick it, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I
1: I didn't mean to derail, but I feel that... I was hoping I was reading your mind that you were going to say lick it. It's... You can't...
0: You can't do that. Like you can't. <laughs> okay. When someone said, not not the lick part. When someone <laughs> says, "I'm going to eat the oh last God. one unless somebody wants it," you can't say, "I want it." No, That's, it's illegal. It's <laughs> there, are, there are laws. There are laws. People have been
1: been executed for less. And I, I've known people that would do that. Would be that person that if you asked. Would anyone like the last thing? You know, in their mind, it's like, oh, well, they're clearly offering this thing. I'm gonna take it, Um, and that's why I don't associate with those people. Like, this is honestly a litmus test to see who is a sociopath and who (laughs) is a normal, a normal fucking person. Like, you, you have to be dense as fuck like dense as a dying dwarf star <laughs> to, to, to think that somebody is actually offering it they're being kind they're just being polite uh giving but one this last... is a
0: voight Kampf test if you say yes i'd like it a blade runner comes in and executes <laughs> you for being a replicant
1: <laughs> oh I ha- okay so have you ever been in that situation and somebody actually responded yes
0: no and and I think the the only way to respond to that, that monster, that terrible person is to double down and say, I guess you're going to be sad then and then eat it.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, for multiple reasons, that that is the right answer. But you, so, so you gotta, you gotta prepare this a little bit. You gotta, like, you gotta have it ready to just fire if somebody goes, if somebody goes hard on it. So you ask, Hey, would you, would anybody like the last one? I'm about to eat it. And somebody says, yes. Like you have to have it. You have to have the words halfway out of your mouth before they finish saying the word yes. Like it has to be just no delay. Just, (laughs) I meant to do that. I meant to set you up and now I'm gonna eat the damn thing.
0: I, oh. I mean, I think I think the only response is as they say yes, you then go, I won't fall.
1: Oh, the next thing you say will be a, around a mouthful of donuts. I mean, I think that's the obvious answer here. Like if they're gonna do that, you have to be prepared to to then say, well, too bad, or something, something childish. Like that's fine. Like this is this is okay for you to be childish. They are being dense. <laughs> it, is, it is okay for you to be a child about it. Um,
0: I mean, I'm I trying say, to say think... my my urge would just be to like let it fall from my hand onto the <laughs> ground and say, Whoops, "Whoops!" and walk off.
1: I mean, that that's for that's for sending a message. Like if you if you're willing to let you know, go with a scorched earth policy. That's the right way to do it. it. It will send the clearest message of, I don't really want this. I just don't want you to have it.
0: But, but then should we ask the question, Derek? It, it's a rhetorical question. Absolutely. To ask, does does anybody want this? But it's still a question. It's opening up the floor. I I agree. Should we just Should we just forego this nicety, and begin declaring? I am eating the last donut. I mean, this
1: is one of the things that has never that has never really made sense to me. Like, somebody is going to eat the last thing. Like, that is how numbers and like quantities go. Like, at some point, somebody will eat the last one, um, unless like you have your company has this one donut that wasn't eaten ten years ago and it's now become a monument. Um, and nobody's bought donuts since then.
0: Like <laughs> not- everybody's just looking at that last donut, having the longest Canadian standout. <laughs> just everybody too polite to eat the last one. Now, I mean,
1: it's said that when when a Canadian eats the last one of those donuts, then they become the CEO um, because they've shown that they have gumption. I guess what what would be the, what what's the the Canadian version of gumption?
0: assertiveness assertiveness um, or, or being unbelievably
1: rude, <laughs> which is what you need to, to be a CEO um, but but no, you're you're exactly right. like this is a 100% rhetorical question and but it's it's one this is a thing that plagues me not constantly because I don't I don't like eat communal food as much as I used to. Um, and saying that out loud make it seem seem weird <laughs> but it's true like i don't go to like buffets i don't i don't go to like a lot of work functions where there's a limited amount of food anymore i i, I don't know if that i don't know what that says i don't know if that's a culture thing or if people are just not inviting me anymore
0: <laughs> i've i've been on the keto so long that it's just like people bring in donuts and i I don't even notice. Right. I'm just like, mm, you're, you're, you're
1: just callous to it now. But like this, this is something that early in my career plagued me a lot because like I free food. I was a, I was a, a very hungry college student for a long time. Like longer than my, my guidance counselor would have preferred that I stayed. I, I think it was a total of like six years or something that I was doing my undergrad, which is not the preferred course.
0: That's a lot of them. But That's a lot of them. Go
1: ahead. Um, so, like, when people bring it, bring out free food. Like, I still even now have that sense of like, ooh, 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 free, free. I don't have to pay for that. It's it's free. Um, so, like, it's <laughs> so like partaking in it is one thing. But then once it gets down to the last couple of them, you, you have to do some algebra in your head. What is the cost of being the the one to eat the last thing? What is the the social cost? And does it outweigh the, like, nutrient income benefit? Like, am I hungry enough to, to ruin my social standing? To be standing? that bastard. Yeah, to be the bastard and ruin my social standing. Um, it's a tough thing to do.
0: The way that I handled this, because I have a methodology. Okay. I don't generally ask. And there it's, it's twofold, but... I don't do the, I'm going to eat the last one. Does anybody want it? Mm -hmm. I have replacement politeness. Which is? I just go ahead and eat the last one, (laughs) but I throw away the box. Uh Uh-huh. Thereby having put myself out by taking the trash and tidying up after it.
1: That, That sounds more like cleaning up the scene of a crime. (laughs) <laughs> to be honest. Okay,
0: Derek, yeah, that's actually the reason why I Listen, sink through. I'm it. a fat guy. At no point am I going to bellow out into a room full of people, "Hey, everybody, look at me, eat the last fucking donut."
1: You don't need a neon sign pointing to your to your gluttony. But like I also want to point out like there there that is a high-risk maneuver because if you are a, a fat guy walking an empty box with one donut in hand <laughs> that sends bad signals so you got to be quick about it like you got to be real stealthy on the way out
0: yeah you don't want to get caught in that walk of <laughs> shame
1: because you know the first thing people are going to think is like that motherfucker just ate an entire box of donuts and they don't have to know that you did like it's just the fact that that it looks like you did
0: if anybody sees you, you just put the box in the trash and you look at them and say, by myself, too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, God. Just just challenge them until they, until they run away at the sheer power of your appetite. All right. You want to get to a question from the audience?
0: Hey, business buddies. I've been hitting the pavement for a job buddies, for a while now. Yeah, business buddies. It's a divergence, but there we are.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure I like it. That's <laughs> I don't mean to I don't mean to derail and I don't want to look like like we are ungrateful. But we need to like narrow it down to like six things. And and business buddies, it sounds like a like an infomercial product. Like we like you would sell that on QVC, I feel.
0: I, you know, yeah, that's something that you have at your desk, right? The business buddy. This is buddy.
1: It holds pins, which I mean, yes. It
0: just it it holds pins and it holds off-brand Post-it notes, right. Postums, and it's nine ninety-nine right. plus shipping and handling. So
1: it's a hundred and fifty-five dollars.
0: Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. I've been hitting the pavement for a job for a while now. And I think something perfect just kind of fell in my lap. Hooray. Thing is, I have interviews scheduled through the end of the week. Is it better to cancel them and not waste their time? Or is it rude to be all like, nah, I don't want your shit-o job anymore? (laughs) From badette to cut in Connecticut.
1: (laughs) Uh, My first instinct is... Do the interviews involve like a lunch meeting? Because if they involve a lunch meeting, then you're you're fine to go <laughs> and mooch, and then politely and get that go, free lunch. Get that free lunch, okay? Because they they know, like, even if you were like unqualified and like not a good fit for the job, had lied all over your resume. Um, once you've placed the 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 order at the place, like,
0: that's a sunk cost. Sunk cost.
1: Uh, I, I think if that's the case, they know what they're getting into. Uh, if it is just a, you have to drive across town to go and talk to these strange people that you have no intention of working with, um, yeah, then I, I think you cancel. I think so.
0: Is it is it saving you time or is it saving them time?
1: Uh, half a dozen one way, six the other. It's, it, you can be magnanimous about it if you want to, but once again, it's that I don't want to put on pants. Like, what's, (laughs) (laughs) everything boils down to, like, what, not just whether or not I have to, okay, whether or not I have to put on pants, and B, what kind of pants do I have to put on? (laughs) If we're putting on gym shorts, I'm pretty lax about it. We can can go anywhere you want. But if I got to put on nice pants, I'm going to be real particular about where I'm going and how long I'm going to be there.
0: I can iron this dress shirt, or I can burn this bridge. (laughs) Don't you make me fucking choose Frankie, <laughs> man,
1: oh, if I had a nickel for every one of those I had to make, oh boy, Whew. <laughs> dress clothes uh, burn so a lot of bridges
0: <laughs> is it is it rude like I guess is it rude to cancel an interview? I mean, in my opinion, not really like
1: it it's it's not gonna be fun, like, hey. I know I said I'd give you a shot to talk to me, but like, J.K. like, like that. It's not gonna be fun. But like, and, and they're probably gonna like counter with it, be like, oh well, like, just just tell me how much they were, you know, that that offer was,
0: and maybe we can match it. Uh, like, see, that's that's that was actually that's kind of where I was at as yeah. well, because that was my first thought was, I getting out of the interview feels like it would probably create more social anxiety right than just going to the interview knowing that you're not going to take the job. Because they're gonna want to do so they're gonna want to be like, can is there some way that we can fix this? Because they might think that you're trying to play hardball. Right. And the worst thing that can come from that is that they offer you a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that 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 is
1: because if they offer you a lot of money and it actually turns out to be something good then you have to like mega depoints disappoint somebody else like that's all kinds of social conflict <laughs> okay so what i think what we're saying is you should never go to interviews or accept any interviews ever
0: don't don't work you should just you should stay in your house <laughs> stay in your house <laughs> never leave never... <laughs>
1: and that way you never have to put on pants
0: <laughs> just, just never leave never put on pants you know this how, is the best way you know
1: how feminists are all about burning bras i'm all about burning pants <laughs> but typically there's some sort of like pizza related incident before that so let's i'm not gonna call I mean, it it's
0: it's currently june and it's currently pride here so <laughs> i think you could do okay burning the pants Derek.
1: Oh, but, but no, I mean, this is, this is a bad situation. Um, And and, and I've been in this, in this spot before, like, honestly, I, I haven't too many, too many times. And here's the exact reason I have not been in the situation where I've had, like, I've taken a job and had to turn other people down. I apply for jobs one at a time because I, I thinking about. Accepting one and calling the others and saying, No, I'm not going to do that. Like, it is the most terrifying fucking thing possible. So, like, in order, even though it is at great financial cost that I would do this, (laughs) I would go one at a time, interview, go through the whole process, decline or get declined, and move on to the next one so that I wouldn't have to disappoint anyone except for myself and my family. And that's that, that's fine.
0: you're a software developer though Derek Uh, jobs for you are relatively easy to get for me as a project manager I kind of have to just print out a bunch of my resume tie them to rocks and launch them out of a potato gun (laughs) at random buildings
1: oh is is that what uh uh that that sound from Seattle was just like
0: exactly that was when I arrived here in Seattle
1: Just blasting uh, resumes through uh, through windows. <laughs> See, that's a missed opportunity, Frank. Because if you had just bought some of the you know work life imbalance T shirts, then you could have just tied them to the T shirt and fired it out of a T shirt cannon, and done two things at once.
0: Derek, I can't afford our T shirts. I'm poor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and plus, that might lead to a higher rate of decline of uh, being declined for jobs. It's like what? What the fuck is this work life imbalance? They go listen to our episode and then uh, immediately <laughs> throw your
0: your resume <laughs> into the round, shredder, or <laughs> round file my resume and the shirt simultaneously.
1: <laughs> He's one of those really strong shredders to just shred the the high quality cotton.
0: Yeah, it's hard to shred our shirts.
1: Oh, but no, if if you're if you're out there just shotgunning your your resume to anybody with an inbox like yeah you're going to come a, come across this scenario um and and I'm not saying that like <laughs> disappointing someone is ever a reason not to to compete because these people are are competing like they are competing for you if they're if you're in a market where there are more basically more seats than butts um to put in those seats um you know that's my favorite phrase for describing like uh, kind of a seller's market for for uh for jobs but it's a really weird phrase whenever i say it without context if there's more seats than butts like indeed <laughs> it's yeah if, if if you have the power in that relationship then yeah you are definitely going to be able to um to ask your your price but um there's gonna be a lot of like hey i know i sounded like i was you know good with it on the phone but like sorry i'm I'm gone. Honestly, it feels like buying a car. That's what it feels like. That's why I had such a fucking hard time buying a car, because that's what it feels like. Because you you talk to multiple dealerships, you 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 are basically going to them separately, pitting them against each other. And then once you decide on the one that you want, you have to go and tell these other like very aggressive
0: people <laughs> <laughs> that you don't want to talk to them anymore. Um that's hard. I, th- I think I just... I just in this moment discovered a new use for Delegator. What is that? Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, de- you need to hire somebody else to go tell people the bad news. <laughs> oh my
1: god. I need that so bad. Like... oh.
0: For me, I think... I'm a paranoid. So... I know for a fact that if I were to be like, ha ha, fucko, I don't need your job anymore, then literally the moment I got done with that phone call, the other job would call back to say, eh, actually, nah. (laughs) And then I'd be like, um, so you may have gotten a call from my twin brother who sounds exactly like me and is trying to sabotage my career.
1: My brother, Hank Eastman. He's a
0: bastard. He's a he's a bad man who says who says not nice things. <laughs> not at all like me. Says terrible things,
1: especially to my potential employers. Oh <laughs> uh, no! So so essentially, are you the the type of person that would go to each and every one of those interviews and then basically not decline any of them until you are physically <laughs> physically starting your first day of work? At one of them. Oh yeah. I'm
0: I'm not a very trusting person. Right. I I like if I won the lottery, <laughs> I would have the millions of dollars physically in my hand and I'd be looking around going All right. Is one those, uh, <laughs> you, you sure? It's one of those secret video shows <laughs> or what's going on here.
1: So celebrating the lottery win with you would not be very exciting. Until like Five years down the road when you're finally sure they're not going to come and take the money, then you're like, huzzah.
0: Exactly. Then I buy a yacht.
1: <laughs> and send sail away.
0: I um, don't even like the water. <laughs> it's just a status symbol.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I, I could I could get behind the yacht life. Um if I had no responsibilities back at home, or or I took all my responsibilities, like my my wife and my dog, with me. Wait, that's a that responsibility is a wrong word. The beef, the things that I care most about. How about that? <laughs> it's a much less life endangering way of saying that. Wait, they don't they don't serve McDonald's on on the sea, do they?
0: No, uh, no I, I don't think they do.
1: Okay, cancel the yacht trip. We're <laughs> we're staying home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to get to a question from the internet? Excuse me. No. No. No, not that. Fuck.
0: Derek, you son of a bitch. (laughs) An issue
1: from the internet. I'm so fucked from all all these conflict questions. Oh
0: (laughs) Your social anxiety has grown too large.
1: (laughs) My social anxiety has grown three sizes this day. Um
0: all right. Issue from the internet. Issue from the internet.
1: Uh, this was entitled, Found a Lost Wallet in the Street. The owner has someone else's credit card, and their names seem completely unrelated. By Extension One. So, I found a wallet dropped on the street today. I was pretty late, or it was pretty late, and the police stations are a far walk, so I decided I would deal with it tomorrow. Uh, so, both.
0: Uh, a good yes. Samaritan
1: and a procrastinator. So good. Not a good Samaritan.
0: An okay, <laughs> okay. Samaritan. An
1: okay. A, an acceptable Samaritan. Uh, I Facebook stalked the owner to arrange a, in parentheses, safe meetup in a public space, but then realized they actually had a credit card that looked like it didn't belong to them at all. The person on the card also seemed unrelated to them. Uh, wasn't either their parents or judging from Facebook, once again with the Facebook stalking. Multiple layers of, of faux pas here, but that's fine. Um, I cross-checked the name on the card with their Facebook friends, god damn, and other people with the name in the area, uh, found a result for another person in the area with the same name, but they don't seem to know the owner of the wallet. I don't know if they called or if they just like making more, more wild-ass guesses, but whatever. Um, I'm kind of lost on what to do now. On the one hand, they seem like a fairly normal college student, and the rest of the cards belong to them. On the other, if they are a thief, I don't want to hand the other person's belongings back to them. Is this concerning enough that I should just hand the wallet to the police and not contact the owner? Or are there other possible explanations for this?
0: (laughs) Hmm. I mean, we'll we'll see. You've discovered someone with two identities they're in witness protection.
1: That that was my question. Is is under what circumstance do are they under witness protection and really bad at it or do they actually have like two fully fledged like multiple personalities and each of them has their own means of of applying for credit cards.
0: I like that one better.
1: <laughs> it's it's definitely a less um mob related one. Like mob crime. That's pride. true. I mean my only question, uh being the worrier that I am is like like how do you keep the, the the uh the credit score separate? Like I'm just thinking mechanics here. Like
0: Well, obviously, Derek, you need another social security number, and the only way to get another social security number is murder.
1: <laughs> or to be born twice,
0: I guess. Or to be born twice, <laughs> yes. None, that and not in the religious sense. Like that's not gonna get you <laughs> Second security, social security card. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I was contemplating joining up to one of them churches if I could get myself a new credit score. Because I have completely fucked mine. The, the only thing that will save my credit score is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so provided you can't do that, like that's, I don't think that's going to work. Um, So I I think I spoiled it a little bit with the talk of mechanics. Let's get back into funny land, into the land of make-believe, where where this person has two identities, both of which are valid and non-prosecutable by the court of law.
0: Well, see, where my my brain is going is that this person is obviously a thief. Uh Uh-huh. They have stolen this other credit card. So it's obvious that this original poster has skills. Okay. And now they've got the perfect cutout. They have a third hand credit card.
1: Okay. I'm following so far.
0: It's the perfect crime, Derek. You can go and you haven't stolen the credit card. You can use it anywhere you want. You'll never get caught and there will be no repercussions whatsoever.
1: You live in a in a very precious land, Frank. <laughs> where, where you think the crime is actually taking the the card physically, you know, grifting the card from someone else, and not the the use of it? So what what you're saying is that if <laughs> if somebody happens to like, uh, may, maybe it's like downloading music. Like it's like uh, back in the the age of like Napster and all that kind of stuff, it was very rare that anyone was prosecuted for downloading music. It was always the uploader. Uh, that allowed it to happen, uh, that caused the biggest problems. So if you downloaded it, hey, it was on the internet for free, you you can download it, you're in the clear. Um, So what you're saying is that these credit card stealers that are are stealing the card and just handing them to other people on the street, they're the criminals. They are... Exactly. (laughs) The modern day plastic Robin Hoods are... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Robbing... Robbing the the indebted to give debt to other people. Like, (laughs) I mean, that's, I guess that's a modern day equivalent. Like, stealing from the most indebted and giving it to the least indebted. I mean, wait, no. Other way around. I still think this person's going to jail. Like, if they use this card, they're still (laughs) going to jail. Going to jail. (laughs) Going to jail. So, So, I think it's being presumptuous. Like, I... <laughs> it's not common for people to carry around like somebody else's card that has a completely different name on it. But like, what if this person is like a you know they're a stepson or something, and they didn't take their father's last name, or you know, a number of reasons. Stole
0: their stepdad's credit card. Stole their Legit. stepdad's That's credit, credit card. you do. That's
1: um. There are some one. There is one legitimate case. <laughs> In which, the name can be different, but it's still okay. Um, either way, nosy motherfucker! Like, <laughs> what is it your business if this guy is getting his steal on? Are you being a prude? Are you, <laughs> you being a prude right now? You square, <laughs> you fucking square, dude! This guy <laughs> stole a credit card. He's he's way cooler than you. Fuck off.
0: I think I think you're right and they shouldn't use the stolen credit card. But Either one of them completely legit and legal is to use the thief's credit card.
1: <laughs> I don't I
0: don't think cuz he's a bad person and that makes it okay. <laughs> oh, um
1: I'm not saying that wouldn't be like just. I I think that is a that is a proper outcome but I think they'd still go to jail. I still think <laughs> I think that's still a crime. A crime.
0: Is it a crime if I use the card to cash advance and then spend the cash? Cash isn't someone's credit card. <laughs>
1: so, so okay. Let, let's let's play that out. Of the two scenarios: <laughs> you steal someone's wallet and take their cash. That's a crime. Yes. Yes, that's That's what you're that you trying to say, Derek. It <laughs> is a crime, Frank. I need you to say in front of God and everyone that that is a crime.
0: Potato, potato. <laughs> okay. I call it free money.
1: If okay, I am saying that's a crime. If that's a crime, then then the other of t- stealing the credit card, doing a cash advance and then walking away with that cash, it is it's is just a it is still a crime but with more work. It is it is no longer a low-hanging fruit crime. Which is which so is even I, worse like it shows even more intent like if if you if you mug somebody like well I just wanted their wallet, but I got their four hundred dollars in cash so that was that was just a perk
0: so what I'm hearing Derek is that you're a fucking square i have
1: i have been called that in the past I probably was called that this week
0: the only way to be safe then is to burn the wallet Derek
1: absolutely i mean i'm yeah. 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 Wait, wait, wait. Check their um check their Dairy Cream Dairy Queen frequent buyers cards. Those are not oh yeah. Those are okay If to there's think. a punch card. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not that's not, that's fair. not fair. If, <laughs> if they've got a punch card and it's got like nine on it and it needs ten to get a free one, no you're you're, you're, cool. you're, you're... <laughs> the,
1: the police totally turn the blind eye to that one.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Wanna punch the clock, Derek? Let
1: us do that. All right. Before we go, please send us your questions. And I know we come up and and we ask every week. We're like we're we're asking for for offerings at at our our church of funny and
0: alms, um, sir,
1: <laughs> alms for the poor. And and we're we're begging you, give give until it hurts, <laughs> give it, give until you can't give no more. Just give one one. That's if everybody
0: Just 10% of your question asking power. <laughs> that's that's all we're asking for is for you to tithe it to us. Yes,
1: tithe your, your funny story. Don't give us a tenth of one funny story.
0: Give us one full funny story, and that'll cover you. Um Business Boys, what do I do when? <laughs> yes.
1: And and definitely do. Business boys. Uh, I will summarily reject any more written with business buddies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not, not to be ungrateful, I'm just saying. There's there's a point where I draw the line. And
0: Business buddy is my father, sir.
1: <laughs> uh, you can send those questions and uh, other funny miscellany to questions at WLICast.com. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash WLICast and become a patron. Uh, You get some cool swag to show off your WLI pride. Um, Also, check out our website at WLICast.com where you'll find links to our social media and our merchandise store. Uh, The the T-shirt cannon um, can only fire if it has T-shirts. And our T-shirts are a high-quality tri-cotton blend. So you can, that, that is, that are
0: made and sold. Maximum stopping power.
1: <laughs> if you really want to stop them in their tracks and defend your home. <laughs> Work, life, and balance t-shirt. Um, and there is nothing better for growing our audience than word of mouth. So that means if you like the show, share us with the people you know and tell them all about us.
0: This has been the Work, Life, and Balance podcast. I'm Frank Eastman. I'm Derek Lewis. And with that, I think we're going to have to transfer you.
1: You know, I'm surprised with all your 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 questionable gray areas and misunderstandings of the law that you have not been that you've not been taken to the Cow before. now. I think it's a it's like they gotta figure out what the like cost benefit analysis is. Yeah, Frank stole a car, but like he can throw it at us if he even wants
0: to. <laughs> We're gonna need a bigger troop. <laughs>